Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> You know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that clears. He did not. I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't. He played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the, the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection endorsed Republican. What do Democrats do about that? Oh God, what are we gonna do about that? Ah. <laughs> Virginia, you guys had a good night on Tuesday night. Taking your freedom back one step at a time. I definitely felt encouraged and felt very positive from what I saw on there. Uh, New Jersey, even though uh, New Jersey's still in doubt on who the winner is. You know, I real, let me start off here. I was going to start with Virginia, but we're going to flip around. New Jersey, uh, the Associated Press doesn't get to tell you who win elections. I, I'm sorry. I don't know where they feel that it's their responsibility or even their call to tell you who is the winner of an election. The Associated Press has no bearing on the whole situation. As of right now, Thursday evening, only 88% of the vote is in. Last I checked, Murphy was only leading by around 35,000 votes. They still have, at this moment, being reported, there are around 360,000 votes still out. That's 10 times what he's leading by. You have no idea who the winner is yet. So how Murphy could go out on stage with a straight face just because the Associated Press is calling the race and do a victory lap, I don't even know. He just looks like a buffoon. You're doing a victory lap prematurely. (laughs) There's quite a bit still out. And another issue I have is, what the hell is going on with these elections? When have we been conditioned, and when has it been acceptable that elections, you don't know the results, you know, late into the evening, the day of. Now it's two or three days later, and we still don't know who the true winner is because all the ballots haven't been totaled? What is going on in New Jersey? And, you know, the... Areas in New Jersey, the counties in New Jersey that are still unreported or having problems getting all of their ballots in are obviously blue counties. And it's always that way. All the red counties got their stuff done, tied up, wrapped up tight and presented and whatever the numbers are, they are. But the blue counties can't get their stuff together. And it is always that way. And where's the GOP? Shouldn't the GOP be sending lawyers out? Shouldn't they be getting ready to investigate this election? Now, I'm not saying there's any fraud there. I didn't see any real reports saying anything that would lead you to assume 
something was going on there. So I'm not going to throw out any conspiracy theories. But when a race is that tight, there definitely needs to be a recount. It needs to be looked very closely at. With that being said, it's still a positive, no matter what. They had Murphy winning anywhere between 8 and 11 points. I mean, these guys are less than half a point to one point apart. The majority of the day, uh, Murphy was down. So to see that many more people go red gives you some hope. Gives you a little bit like, wow, if a blue state like New Jersey can step up to the plate and a lot of people are waking up and seeing what's going on and they're starting to fight back, it gives me hope, should give you hope, that maybe we're finally turning that corner where most of America is beginning to wake up, they're seeing what's going on, they're really you know, starting to pay attention, and we can turn this around. Now, as far as Virginia goes, oh, Virginia, <laughs> weather forecast, it's going to be sunny and red. Virginia did a great job. It's been 13 years since they've had a conservative, a Republican governor in that state. They Something that I think is being missed, the lieutenant governor-elect, Winsome Sears, why is nobody talking about her? It's big that Yunkin won. It's amazing that Yunkin won. And he, he didn't just win. He really took care of business. And it shows you what people are paying attention to and what buttons you have to be careful not to push with Americans because we're going to turn on you and fight back. But Winsome Sears, before I get too deep into Yunkin, the left should be fawning all over her. She is an immigrant from Jamaica. Came over here when she was six. She served in the armed forces. She's college educated, small business owner. She helps out her local communities through ministries in prison and helps with, you know, homelessness for, uh, for adult women. Great woman, woman of color. Matter of fact, the first woman of color to be lieutenant governor-elect. <laughs> Why aren't they talking about her? They're not saying a word. This lady looks like a rock star. When she came out on stage, the speech that she gave was amazing. I have a little bit of that speech. I want to play it for you. She gave an awesome speech. What a great night for her. She's a rock star. I want you to hear that first, and then we'll get even deeper into that as well. I'm telling you that what you are looking at is the American dream the American dream when my father came to this country August 11th of 1963 he came at the height of the civil rights movement from Jamaica he came and I said to him but it was such a bad time for us why did you come and he said because America was where the jobs and the opportunities were And he only came with a dollar seventy-five. One dollar and seventy-five cents. Took any job he could find and he put himself through school and started his American dream. And then yes. And now he's comfortably retired. And then he came and got me when I was six years old. 
And when I stepped on that Pan Am Boeing 737 and landed at JFK, I landed in a new world. And so let me tell you this. I am not even first-generation American. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. Indeed. But I, I say to you, there are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want, we can eat where we want, we own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here. I am living proof. Man, I'll say it again. What a rock star. You know, the left is hypocritical all day, every day, and tomorrow. This woman should be all over every news station in the country. She made history, and yet they're as quiet as a church mouse. She doesn't fit the profile of what they want. You see, the left pretends that they want to do everything they can for women of color, especially women of color, black people in general, Hispanics, anybody of color that they care so much about them. They want to put them up on a pedestal. They feel that they are so deprived and they need to be the ones to swoop in and help them. When somebody like this comes along, somebody who is an immigrant a black woman, first lieutenant governor of Virginia. We are witnessing history. So if they care that much, if that's their agenda, if that's what they truly care about, if that's what's in their soul to help these people, then no matter which political side of the aisle you are on, they would highlight what has just happened. They would put her face on every magazine. This would be a big, big deal. But crickets. From all the leftist media outlets, nobody's calling her, nobody's excited, and she literally just made history. Again, if you are ever questioning, if you are ever in doubt that the left doesn't care about you, (laughs) the government don't care about you, it's moments like these you really got to look at and pay attention to because they don't. It's about their agenda. It's about their way. It's about what they want. It has nothing to do with you. They don't care about any of us. That goes for me included. They don't care about whites, blacks, Hispanics. They don't care about anybody. They care about power and power only. And power is colorless. They don't care what color it is. They just want power. They're hungry for it. The loud and clear message that they got in Virginia on Tuesday night was that we are sick and tired of your power grabs. We're sick and tired of you trying to run us, and we are going to change it. We, the people, as it should be. 
You answer to us. We elect who we want in there. Virginia did a great job. I can only imagine if it didn't go the way it went, what Virginians were facing in the future. I'm sure you were about to get hammered with vaccine mandates. You were going to get even more restrictions put on you. I mean, your state was about to get even messier than it is. I'm super excited that Virginia did what they did, that New Jersey did what they did because it brings everybody hope. I'm not the only one that was excited about what happened. Tulsi Gabbard tweeted out, McCoff's loss is a victory for all Americans. Why? Question mark. Because it was a resounding rejection of the efforts to divide us by race, the stripping of parental rights, and arrogant deaf leaders. This will benefit us all. There's so much truth in that statement because one of the main reasons, excuse me, Youngkin had such a big surge at the end was he highlighted how they were trying to force feed critical race theory to our children and how they did not care what parents had to say. McCoff actually went as far as saying that parents should not have the choice of what their kids are taught and they should stay out of it. (laughs) I can tell you, when you mess with people's children, generally that's probably not a good idea. It doesn't seem like a real winning strategy to go out of your way to mess with people's kids. Tulsi Gabbard recognizes it. I'm glad that everybody in Virginia recognizes it. And I would venture to say that the majority of people in New Jersey that weren't paying attention and are now paying attention were doing their best to try to elect a conservative that's not going to do that to them, that's going to handle some of those items also and get them off the agenda in that state. So now that people are paying attention and waking up, I think that we're headed in a positive direction. So Virginia... Hat off to you. You guys did a fantastic job. It's so bad what happened. Democrats are freaking out all over the place. Matter of fact, Cher on Twitter decided to throw her two cents in in a comment, a couple comments or tweets that she wrote uh, calling Republican, the, the Republican Party, a bunch of Nazis. You love how they turn it around on us. We're not the ones that are acting like dictators. Donald Trump never acted like a dictator. If you want to talk about somebody that's acting like a dictator, why don't you look at Joe Biden trying to make sure that he forces vaccines on everybody in the United States, even though they have limited protection at best, instead of letting it be your choice. I'm getting a little bit off subject here. Anyways, going back to... Uh, Democrats freaking out. It's funny because you're having a lot of internal fighting now in the party, the Democratic Party. We're just sitting back watching the show, but you got the moderates blaming the progressives and the progressives blaming the moderates. Uh, The moderates, more left said that voters, the reason it went the way it did is they reject this new far left policies that are trying to be implemented by the Biden administration. Whereas the progressive Democrats are complaining the reason that we lost D.C. is because there's a tiny group of conservative Dems who intentionally block child care, prescription drug reform, universal pre-K, and all paid leave because they didn't want to pass the build back broker agenda. These people know, I can assure you, they know a bloodbath is coming in 2022. They know they have 12 months, because now we're a year out from 2022 elections. They know they have 12 months to either get things passed or they're dead in the water. They already know that it's almost certain they're going to lose the House 
and I would say I'm fairly confident they should lose the Senate as well, in which case Biden, he'll do some annoying things and try to make some executive orders and whatnot, but for the most part, his big agenda package, his nonsense stops at that point, and then we look towards 2024. I'm not sure where their Build Back Broker package is going to go. I do know that Joe Manchin, after the elections, had some interesting things to say, which gives me, or at least makes me hopeful, that he, him and Sinema are going to hold out and not sign off on this nonsense bill. I know this week they were claiming they're going to try to, I guess, vote on it in the House. And the House is one thing. You know, Senate's something different. The House... They can pass it without any support at all in the Senate. It's an even split. So if even one uh, Democrat defects, then the bill dies there. So we're at a point where they actually have two. We got two two holdouts, which is good for us. Two is better than one. But anyways, Joe Manchin came out and said after the election, well, if you don't take into consideration what people are going through at the gas pumps and at the grocery stores, the inflation that's coming At first, we thought it was transitory. About a month or so ago, I said, let's take a strategic pause. Let's see where we are. We don't know about COVID. It kept, the variants of COVID kept going up and down. We weren't sure whether it was going to have an effect on our economy. They kept saying, well, this inflation thing is basically going to be maybe transitory, and we're finding out it's not. And then we have some geopolitical fallout from Afghanistan that we're going to have to deal with sooner or later somewhere in the world. And I said, the need that we all have right now of all the aspirational things in the reconciliation bill, most of that is covered in the ARP bill with the American Rescue Plan that we voted for in January. He added, we have people covered clear up through 2022 and beyond. So it wasn't like it's urgent, and I don't know why we're acting like it's so urgent. Uh, Brett Baer then asked him, so does this result last night embolden you to make sure that the Build Back Better or the Reconciliation Bill does no harm to the economy? Manchin responded, oh, absolutely. I am concerned. I've been talking about our debt. I've been talking about inflation. I've been talking about the fallout we may have of all of these things. After all of that, Joe Manchin found out that Crazy Nancy was adding more items that he did not want in that Build Back Better deal, back into it before they voted for it on the House floor, which upset him and Sinema once again. So I'm going to assume at this point that if it was to go up as is today, if he stands by his word, if he's a man of his word, that bill does not pass. And if that does not pass, we're probably looking pretty good. I would say that if you don't get anything out of these Democrats, if they pass nothing by Thanksgiving or even Christmas, because they're, you know, they're going to go on a couple breaks here and there. Matter of fact, I think, uh, what's today, Thursday? I think tomorrow, aren't they leaving <laughs> like 20 jets? <laughs> oh, we're all going green to go to Glasgow. Yeah, I think they're all going over there. So they're shutting down for however long, and then when they get back, they'll start talking about the Build Back Better again. But I think if we can get through that that uh, moment there and then get past the first of the year, the focus is going to turn. It's going to shift into being reelected because then you're 
you know, 10 months out or so, campaigning is going to start, the attacks on each other is going to start, and the main focus for them is going to be to survive that election. We'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, we'll get through it unscathed, and we'll live to play another day. That will wrap it up for me today. I hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please rate and review me. If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. You go to the contact section, send me a message. If you'd like to follow me on Gab, I am at the real little Joe on Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Have a wonderful weekend. We will do it again on Tuesday.